0: one, two, three, we're recording. Okay. Namaste, everybody. My name is Danny, and thank you so much for joining the light side today. Today, we're going to be talking with Nam, aka Spiritual Bodybuilder on Instagram, and I'm super excited to bring this conversation to you today. We're going to be bridging the physical world with the spiritual world in so many different ways. So I'm, I'm really excited to just jump in and get to this. So Nam, what's up, my dude? How are you?
1: Light side, what's up, my beautiful soul people? How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. All so, right. So let's just get right into it. Um. Yeah, so sure. we wanted to talk about, you know, it's kind of just like perfect with your with your Instagram handle, spiritual bodybuilder. So yeah. what I want to talk about first is like I want to talk about your journey. So like you were bodybuilding.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, my very first bodybuilding competition, ironically, was actually in Iraq. Um, I was deployed from 2009 2010, and. I was working out. There's a couple contractors there. There were NPC and IFBB judges, and they came up to me. They were like, "Hey, if we throw a, uh, a competition, would you be interested in doing it?" I'm like, "Sure, why not?" I was because I, I was, uh, there. Were there was a lull in activity for about a month, so all I had to do is eat and train. It's like, okay, I had no idea what I was doing, and I just I I went on like bodybuilding.com forums and I looked up information. I definitely under eight and over trained but at that time i was like 30 and you know it was it was okay and i ended up winning the overall in that competition and i got the bug and i just i started going you know balls to the wall so um i competed my last show was uh nationals 2013 and um you know i got to the point you know this is before classic physique came out Mm -hmm. it was right around the time like uh right around the time where men's physique just started so, and I was like always right in the, in the middle. I was like not quite big enough for bodybuilding, but way too big for men's physique. And it, so I hired the best coaches, um, in the world, in my opinion, and, uh, and things were going really good until my last competition. And, um, you know, I, I just, I, I, I trained way too hard. I threw myself way out of balance and I didn't place very well. Like everything sort of fell apart when I went out there to Miami and, and I placed like 33rd out of 38. And it really, really messed with my head. Cause you know, like I just, I, I put myself in debt. I, I, I sacrificed everything just to step on that stage. And I fell into this really deep depression. And I started wondering and asking myself like, who am I? Like, I, like my whole identity started to shift. Like I didn't, uh, like now it, this whole dream of becoming an IFBB pro sort of melted away before my eyes and it was like, my whole identity was based in being a bodybuilder right so um after that i actually i went to massage school and when i did um before every massage we had to do what's called getting into our beingness right Mm -hmm. at that time i thought it was really retarded Uh, i was like "Uh, this is freaking stupid but you know what i'll i'll try it anyways whatever and so that was basically like meditating so I was going through school like eight hours a day, having to be in this meditative state. And I was about 240, 245 at this, at this time. So I was like 20 pounds bigger than I am now, right? And as I started to slow my mind down, I started getting these really bad headaches, these cluster headaches from the back of my right eye, from the back of my head to my right eye. And eventually it got so bad that I just, I couldn't handle it. My friend asked if he could do some cranial sacral on me. And when he put his fingers on my CV 4 which is right back in the back of the cranium, um, it, like, blasted me into this, like, acid trip. It was crazy, and I felt like I was, I was like, these demons were trying to, like, catch me and, like, destroy me. Like, my, I, I felt like I was going crazy, right? So for about two and a half hours, I went through this process of this um, fascial unwinding is what it's called, right? Um, and after this process, I was, like, uh, I didn't even remember what happened. Um, I was just stuck in this vortex for, like, two and a half hours, and after I came out, I felt like I got hit by a truck, and I was like, okay, what the hell just happened? And he explained the, the teacher explained that I had what's called SER, a somato-emotional release, right? So the years of bodybuilding, um, I was really coming from a place of fear, and this fear built up in this armor that was my, you know, my body, and I pushed it so hard out of balance that now like my body was acidic. I had like my fascia pulling unevenly in all these different ways, and I was. And, and emotionally, I was just so hating myself, pissed off at myself. Like, you know, like I would critique myself, even though like I was best shape in my life. I was like, Oh, I need to, you know, my, my quads need to be bigger. My, my waist needs to be smaller. I need to lose fat here and there. And, and it just, it was never enough. It was never good enough. And, you know, I think a lot of people run into that problem, you know, going into this game. So, so the last like five years or so, um, I've been going through this process of learning how to balance out, you know, the physical, the emotional, and the energetic mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, still stay in great shape, but having the foundation of feeling great as opposed to looking great. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause feeling great is, I mean, if you're, you, you could be in amazing shape, but if you feel like if you're always beating yourself up and you feel like crap then it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you're always gonna be in your head. You're, you're, you're basically creating a prison in, in your mind. And you're never gonna you're 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 creating this end result that's never gonna come. It's like dangling the carrot on a stick, and I think that's a really big problem in the fitness industry today. Because you know, let's face it, like we're marketed towards, and like and everything is branded towards. You want to look like this. You got to be better. You got to be faster, stronger, and like especially like a a lot of the supplement companies. These supplement companies they throw all these fillers and all this crap and and like artificial colors and dyes and. And it's, that is doing more harm to the body than good. It's, 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 it's not right. And I don't like it. So let's fix it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, I, I 100% agree with you. And that's the reason why I created the Conscious Champion contest prep course was because yeah. everybody was so exterior focused and there's bodybuilding could be so much more and so much deeper than that and such oh, a great yeah. teacher. But people are just so concerned with the outside and getting certain placings and getting certain sponsors. And then they, like you said, they get wrapped up in this marketing thing and they forget about why they're bodybuilding in the first place.
1: Right. I You know, I remember when I, when I started... I just started because I wanted to discover how far I could take my body, you know, what I could accomplish. And I, lo- I did it for the passion and the love of it. Like, it, everything just seemed so common sense. Like, okay, I just got to eat every two and a half to three hours and, you know, lift a lot of weight. And that's sort of like the mentality I came. But once I started looking at, like, okay, what do I have to do to get my pro card and what do I have to do to get the judges on my side? And, and that's when I started to lose myself in the whole thing. And ironically, the first like five shows that I did, I won either the overall or first place in every single show. Once I switched to that mindset, I started losing shows. And now in retrospect, when I I look back, I see that it was my energy. Like, it's almost like, you know, if you're chasing, like, say, like, you really, you really like somebody, right? But you like them so much that you're afraid to approach them, right? Like, then you're just pushing that away from you or even money, right? If if, if you want to, if, if you need more money, you want to make a lot of money, then, you know, you want it so bad, you're actually going to repel it from you. So, not wanting it like that is actually going to bring it to you. And I see that the energy that people have on stage when they're in that place of like, hey, it's cool. I don't really care. I got this. They're the ones that win the shows.
0: <laughs> right? Totally right. Yes.
1: It's, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, okay, so looking back on your competition career, what would you do differently knowing what you know now?
1: Oh, um, I would have definitely uh, balanced out, um, like financially, for one. I definitely spent way too much money on dumb shit, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, I would have, I would have definitely followed my own guidance, and in, in, instead of list- listening to other guidance when it came to nutrition, because hmm. um, you know, like a lot of the stereotypical bodybuilder diets. You know, they, they, they might work for the first couple shows, but but really, in the long term, it's actually very counterproductive for you. And also, I wouldn't have gotten on so much gear.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, all, like, the performance-enhancing drugs, like, I I, I started playing around with everything. And there's, there's some coaches and people out there that are, like, you know, really heavy, like, just do more drugs and you'll get bigger. And, it, well, yeah, you might, but you're going to your, your, your body is going to go acidic. It's going to mess up your digestion. You're going to get stuck in fight or flight mode and then everything is going to crumble and you're going to have a much higher, you know, potential for like injuries. Um, and for, for longevity, you just, your, your body can't handle it. Look at, look at Ronnie Coleman right now. Yeah. Right? He's had like nine spine surgeries. He's like, he, his body's all jacked up. But then you look at like Jay Cutler, right? Mm-hmm. Now, of course, Jay, you know, he was he was big into, you know, all that stuff. But at the same time, he got like two massages a week and he was into you know infrared sauna therapy and he did you know floating and and all these like alt like alternative modalities to really take care of himself to keep balance and now he's done competing, but he still he looks great he's not like Mr. Olympia status, but he still is maintaining it at like you know early fifties
0: yeah huge yeah super huge right. So- so thinking about like your massage, so when you were in massage school, that was like your first introduction into the spirit world and you were like, wait, there's something more here or was it before that?
1: Uh, I would say, yes, that was my first introduction in, un, into understanding energy. Like, so I, I've always been highly empathic, but I didn't accept that part of myself um, mm-hmm. really until that point. When I when I was in Iraq, um, I had my first, I guess you could call it breakdown, mm-hmm. which was my Saturn return if we're talking energetically. Um, your Saturn return is like your first midlife crisis, you could say. All right. And then you, and then there's about five other aspects throughout between 30 and 47 that are like other midlife crisis aspects. Mm -hmm. But that was the first time that really made me really realize like, okay, I'm not meant to be like a killer or like, you know, I'm not meant to be in the special forces. It's just not, it's just not really right for me, but I had to be in there and take the risk to figure that out. So after that, my life sort of broke down. And I really wanted to understand, you know, um, I got diagnosed with PTSD, right? When I came back, I had a really hard time readjusting to civilian life. So I wanted to understand my own mind. Why is it that everybody's coming back all messed up in the head? So I started studying psychology. Hmm. But psychology was still limited because I understood the logical aspects of like the brain and how it functions. But when I went to massage school, that's when I started feeling the energy. And when I when I started to feel the energy, that's when I really had those aha moments and put all the pieces together because it's all interconnected, yeah. right? Now, the one thing that was really great for me about bodybuilding is that it really got me super hyper in tune with my mind muscle connection. Like I, I just, I love posing, being able to contract every muscle in the body. You know how it is. And you just, it, it just turns into like a choreography and you just flow into it. it just And you're creating art with your body, right? It's just so, it's, it's just such a beautiful when you just get lost in that. And like you look at Kai Green, right? When he poses, it's just, it's, it's mesmerizing. Um, now, I definitely can't move like that, but, but still, like, like, I felt that. And when I brought in the energetic or spiritual aspect to it, then I really started to connect all the dots. Okay, this is what this means. And this emotion or this pain in this part of the body is, is correlated to this emotion and this is how I'm holding myself back. And this is what's going on. And I think a lot more people um, than uh, are really realize are actually in tune like that. They just haven't figured out how to put all the pieces together, right? So by, by doing the which, which I'm so excited and so happy that you're doing this, this, um, this coaching course, because I believe that just so many people need to understand this information when coming into this world, it's going to set them apart in a major way. And this is the future of this, of this industry because there is a massive upregulation in the energy in the collective unconscious going on right now. Yeah. So as people are going through this process, they're gonna start to have these awarenesses and if you, if you have the, the um, knowledge of what's going on, you're gonna be more, more prepared for it and be able to navigate it much more efficient, efficiently.
0: Oh yes I totally 100% agree with you. And Kai that's what I was talking about today was like posing is not just a flexing it's a feeling and your whole emotion of your prep is in that routine and so it's like in that song like the song that you pick should give you goosebumps it should make your eyes watery and that's what i want to teach like don't pick a song that makes you feel cool to the audience or cool to the judges because that's an ego-driven decision and then now you're creating a whole nother fear barrier to like oh i hope that the audience like this i no, it's like no this is what i like and then What I want to teach is like when people hit that front double bicep, I want to see hours of cardio in that pose. I want to see emotion. I want you to give me goosebumps because you feel that so deeply. And you're
1: giving me goosebumps. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: And the way I, when I realized this, it was like when a thought actually starts to become a thing. So like we take a non-physical thought, even maybe it's a vision of us on stage, maybe we're winning and then it creates a physical response like goosebumps. So it's something yeah. non-physical is creating something physical, tangible that you can see, and that is the first step of a thought becoming a thing. And I just, I I would love for the industry to tap into that because then they can see like how oh. powerful they are.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and and people can feel that.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Like when you when you bring that on stage, like that's what that's what catches the eye of the people that matter. It's not it, when you're externally focused, you actually lose the interest of it because it's almost like you're chasing it. Yes. Right? But when you're when you're like, I know me, I'm standing in my power, I got this, let's get this shit done. People are like, Oh, who's that? Yeah. What's going on over here?
0: Yep. Yep. And
1: that's how and and, and that but that's not something that you can see. And some people can't even feel that. If if you're not tapped into it, you can't feel it. Mm -hmm. So you have to consciously, you know, move yourself in that direction, which is so, so important.
0: Yeah. It is so, so, so important, Beautiful. especially for bodybuilding because oh, then you yeah. don't run into the identity crisis after, or maybe you do, but it's not as big. It's not as like stabbing in the ego because you have right. another thing that you're competing with, which is your mind and your
1: spirit. Right. Like you're creating yourself. You're not, you're not defining yourself by the response. Yes. It's that external validation that really fucks with people. Yeah fifty
0: percent, right? especially in the bodybuilding world, and people oh, just compete yeah. with sponsors, and they compete to get like recognized. Uh-huh. And but the, they don't realize that like sometimes the sponsors will ruin your whole like, they control your Instagram, right? Like they control everything yeah. that made you you, and then now your you're just is not
1: even you anymore. It's them.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And and I mean, and you 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 know firsthand about that.
0: Oh. Yeah, dude. I think like I actually think getting sponsored ruined my career because I just I, like I'm very grateful for it, but I never competed for money. So when I got it, it was just like whatever. And then they were running my Instagram. Oh, you have to post three, four times a week, let alone post my own shit and do my own videos. And like d- so I think that the sponsor thing kind of burnt me out. Uh,
1: um yeah,
0: that makes sense yeah it like kind of burnt me out and burnt down my instagram and i was just like this isn't even me it doesn't feel good to nickel and dime my people in my tribe and that's not why they're following me to get 20 percent off of on a freaking protein jug so like yeah, exactly. there's still a little bit of anger in there about that but i'm i'm over it i'm good I'm-
1: <laughs> yeah 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 good
0: um so okay so we talked we, so now you're doing body work um or you were you went to massage school and you started to realize I th- we talked a little bit about this, but it's so interesting how our fascia actually holds different traumas and different emotions that can torque maybe our abs or our hips in it. And talk a little bit about that. I, don't, I think this is something that's kind of new.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's funny. In college, they don't teach you about the fascia system, right? Yeah. Um, now, they've been studying it consistently for about 20 years, actually, but it's still considered an alternative um, system in the body much like the endocannabinoid system right mm-hmm. but now the cannabis industry is so huge now they're like oh wait a minute this is a really important system in the body right so when I learned about the fascial system and how it affects everything else that's probably the single most important system in the body when I went to college to talk about you know the respiratory system you know like it, all the other systems in the body like uh the central nervous system but the fascial system interconnects and intertwines everything but the fascinating thing is um and there's a really b- good book called the, the Body is the Subconscious Mind, right? And when you get into that, how your emotions biochemically travel um, through neuropeptides into your body, which from your central nervous system um, sort of get um, embedded into your fascia, right? Now, your fascia is, is, is interconnected or interwoven into everything in your body. So say like you're chronically stressed, you're chronically beating yourself up. Over time, you're going to get more and more and more and more tense, and that's not wrapped just wrapping around your muscle tissue, it's wrapping around your organs, around your brain, around your nerves, around your around your um, you know, your, your your veins and your arteries. So that's when these problems start to really kick in. And um, different parts of the body represent, you know, uh, different emotions, like you know, the chakra system. All right, Caroline Miss created a great archetypal system based on the chakras. So so when you bring those two together, let's 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 give an example uh, for like the uh, sacral chakra, right? The sacral chakra is right below your belly button. It's also considered your Hara in um in uh, Chinese medicine, which is your essential life force, right? That's where your sexual energy and your creative energy live, which is one of the same. Basically, your your Kundalini energy. Okay, mm. so so say your Kundalini Kundalini energy is out of whack, either like uh, say for example, like you know um, you're a bodybuilder and you're on a, and you're on a bunch of testosterone, right? So your test, your testosterone is way above average, like up like 2,000, 2,500, you know, a week. And so that's throwing your body way out of whack. So you have these urges, these, these, and it, and it creates an emotional distortion as well. So these emotional distortions are so strong. Yeah. You might be able to train like an animal in the gym, but now, like, if you're in a relationship, you're going to be overly emotional, assuming bad things and getting paranoid and, you know, all these things. Now, I, I think um, word rage is a myth. I mean, it just, if you're an asshole, you're going to be more of an asshole, yeah. right? But I, was, I don't think I was ever an asshole when I, you know, when, when I was doing this stuff, but it definitely made me way more emotional, which is definitely not good, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you throw that out of whack, then, then that's going to change the bacteria in your gut, okay? which which is your, your gut, your, your small intestine, your large intestine is all right there in your sacral chakra, which also has to do with your, your, uh, your identification with power and money, okay. right? So say, so say like you start all of a sudden get this weird pain in your right lower back. And every time you squat, it's like your right lower back just starts to hurt. You're doing all these moves to try to open it up and keep it going, but it just never seems to go away, right? It's because you're having some kind of imbalance now, it's not to say that it's, it's, it's good or bad, but uh, it's, it's more like effective or ineffective for your best, highest vibrational good, right? Mm. So you're starting to feel things and think things that are out of alignment with your best and highest good um, because you're focusing too much on the wrong shit. Yeah. So that imbalance is going to continue to get stronger and stronger. And the more you train into it, the more it's like a Chinese finger trap right it's going to get stronger 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 until like and then especially when you get shredded and you're standing on stage you're going to be able to see that and your abs are going to be out of balance or when you do your back double bicep you know that that one side's going to pop on the back more than the, than the left side and it's going to bring you out of balance so that's again where body work is super important critical okay but also having that like you know being too out of balance also makes you very emotionally rigid So and and that goes along with the physically rigid as well. Like your body starts aching, and then a lot of people are just like, I'm just gonna fight through the pain, or I'm just gonna you know suck it up, or I'm gonna take something to numb the pain, and that just creates more and more pressure, and the pressure gets to a point where it builds up, and then eventually it pops, and when it pops, that's gonna be either an injury, or that's gonna be uh like what I like to call a tower moment, Hmm. Uh, like an emotional breakdown or like a breakup of a really healthy, great relationship that you screwed up because you're out of balance. Right? So we need to take these these things into consideration and people that haven't gotten to this point haven't gotten through this process. Um, I know you and I both have in a way, um, and that's why we know this, but it's, it's so incredibly important. I can't stress this enough to, you know, you don't need a ton of drugs to be successful. You need, to, you need the discipline to eat healthy, to create balance in your mind, to do it because you love to do it, and not push yourself so hard that you're going to, like, literally kill yourself. It, and also, too, we live in a society today that, that is way overstimulated. All these, all these, you know, like, pre-workouts and all these things that just keep us going and going and going, I got caught up in that, too. So that's gonna stress your adrenal glands, which is gonna, which is gonna stress your thyroid, which is gonna, you know, create a catabolic state too much. And then if you're taking anabolics, that's gonna, that's like your body's fighting itself on all these different levels now, yeah. right? And then people start getting on thyroid hormones and trying to, and just trying to compensate. And the compensation just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's just, it's super dangerous. So the key is, is you have to have the freaking discipline. This whole, this whole, um, you know, uh, like immediate gratification system that we are marketed towards like oh you know lose 10 pounds in two weeks or you know like gain 10 pounds of muscle in a month like some people ge- that are very genetically gifted that might work with but for most people that shit don't work you've got to put in the work and you've got to be consistent and disciplined with your actions and if you if you're if you're not doing it because you love you if you're not doing it because you love it you shouldn't be doing it
0: 100 percent right? agree with you and that's what i call a jedi so I have yeah. this Star Wars lesson where like Jedi's compete for what with what they love not with what they hate. So like a dark side that's like Darth Vader like competing with fear <laughs> like I'm I'm doing right. cardio because I'm afraid to lose not yeah. I'm doing cardio because I love to win. And right. so it's like there's the Jedi, there's the light side and then there's the dark side and uh-huh. with competing like every decision that you make can either be light side or dark side.
1: 100%. Yeah, Absolutely. dude. Absolutely.
0: So okay, so for the 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 fascia, being a body worker, um, there's a way to unwind this, right? Like, there is right. there a way to release this shit? And like, have you seen? Yeah. and have you had like experiences on your table where people have
1: released hundreds. it? Oh yeah, hundreds. Now I will say that you know, like I've worked on a lot of pro athletes, um, like MMA fighters, football players, bodybuilders, um, you know, fitness competitors, and I will say that I've noticed bodybuilders um, or people that compete in the fitness industry. They're the most stubborn. They hold on to that shit the the hardest, right? So usually it takes um, like I'll need to do like like a two or three hour session or like multiple sessions to be able to break through the guarding. There's a lot of emotional rigidity and a lot of emotional guarding, and when that happens, like somebody is just like in like permanent flex mode, right? Mm-hmm. So I and and generally speaking, their diaphragm is tight, so they're used to like you know uh, short breaths. So I first start with learning deep breathing because. The activating the diaphragm at that deeper level with, with a deeper breathing will activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And yeah. when you're out of balance like that, your sympathetic nervous system is dominant. So, so we have to shut that off. And the longer you're in that sympathetic dominant state, you cross a threshold where it's like the button gets broken and then it just stays like that. Mm. So you know, like when you're a kid and, your mom, and you know, you're sitting too close to the TV, your mom's like, don't sit too close, your eyes gonna get stuck like that. You know, there's actually some truth to that. You stay stuck to this this consistent, and and it's like you know beast mode or like you know alpha is fuck and all these like you know sayings that are like go 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 until you can't go anymore. It's bullshit, right? Because you go 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 go, then you're gonna break something. You're gonna break down. It's more like you no know, go in intuitively and balance yourself, and you will be successful in the long term, yeah. right? So so basically, I I combine personally, I combine uh, uh, fascial stretching. With deep tissue work um, and like a, uh, I have this vibrational tool that I use and deep breathing and energy work to open up the tissue. And once I'm able to open it up fully, and they let go, like when that guarding goes away, and it's like, Ooh. <laughs> um, there's usually like a big flush of emotion that comes out. So usually they'll all of a sudden they'll start crying out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some of the biggest dudes just burst out crying. Well, why? What's wrong with me? I don't know why I'm crying. Well, because you were holding on to that shit. You need to let it go. You know. Mm-hmm. And but it's a beautiful thing. You know. I, I cry all the time. I think it's the people that that don't allow themselves to cry, especially like big du- big dudes like us. Like we gotta be. You know. We have this stereotype that we gotta be strong and we gotta you know hold it down and and you know appear to be you know unbreakable. But the fact is, you hold that shit in, and it's you're breaking inside. You might look strong on the outside, but you're just a big squishy teddy bear on the inside, and you need to let that teddy bear out. You know that'll make you so much more healthy. We need to be a be a a vessel like this meat suit. You know it's 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 great that a lot of us you know have been blessed with you know great genetics, but if you hold that stuff in, you're you're corroding on the inside, and that outside is going to eventually reflect what you're feeling on the inside. So we have to allow ourselves to be a catalyst and let this energy run through us and not hold it in. And, but in order to do that, we have to be aware of everything that's going on uh, inside. And I think that's a problem when we're externally focused, we're not paying attention to all this stuff. So usually we end up just going to seek help when it's already gotten to the point where we can't function anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: hundred percent. As within, so without, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So, okay. So the name Spiritual (laughs) Bodybuilder, did this come like when you started to tap into the energy work or was it- How did that, how did that kind of handle come about?
1: So, um, you know, after, after I went through massage school, um, you know, I really was like seeking, like all of a sudden, like, I didn't want to hang out with my bodybuilding friends. I didn't want to eat like a bodybuilder. Like even like, you know, me and my girlfriend stopped getting along at at the time and we ended up breaking up and I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? I'm going nuts. Mm -hmm. So I started like out of nowhere, I felt very lost. And I started attracting like these mentors, these coaches into my life, seemingly like out of nowhere. And I got really, really big into personal development, right? So I just, I wanted to discover what this new me was. Like, I'm like, I'm, I was like 34 years old, feeling like I'm like reborn here. And it was scary. So one of my clients actually um told me they were doing an ayahuasca ceremony. So I was like, well, what's that? And I started researching it. And I'm like, this is, this is the answer. <laughs> this is where I'm going to get all my answers, right? So I jumped in and I went, I did an ayahuasca ceremony. My first ceremony was so profoundly powerful. I was scared shitless. I didn't know what to expect. I've never really allowed myself to surrender before. So I remember like, I went there and I was like, my heart was beating out of my chest when I was like having an anxiety attack when I, when I drank this stuff. And um, as the process came, I felt this warm loving sensation come over me. I did not expect it because I've had bad trips in the past, right? Um, so i knew that if you're in a bad mind state it's all about set and setting and everything but this was different and i went through this process because they they sing these songs called ikaros right which are like ancient plant songs that work with the energy the the spirit of the medicine and during this ceremony i had so many like life and death like ex- like death of my ego and just profound transformative experiences and ayahuasca the spirit came to me and said you are now the spiritual bodybuilder. I was like, okay. So that's when I, that was literally when she told me that. Like, all right, spiritual bodybuilder was born. And since then, I've just, like, I've actually been coming into really embodying and learning, you know, what exactly, you know, um, who the spiritual bodybuilder is and what I stand for. And it's been a really fascinating, you know, process because. Even at that point, like I was discovering who I was, but really it took me a few years to, you know, face all these fears and insecurities and like things about getting out there and sharing all this information because it's it's sensitive information, right? But you know, being that I've I've transcended a lot of these fears and a lot of these experiences, now I can talk about it from a place of you know love and light and like gratitude for for the learned lessons and bring it and bring it out so that like okay this is what I did, this is how I experienced it, this is what I learned. So, you know, hopefully I can share this information and people can, you know, take what resonates and, you know, not have to go through the same hardships that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like that's why we, we do this so that, so that we can show people, hey, there's a better way, yeah. right, that other people really aren't talking about. So, and I, and I, 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 I truly feel now ayahuasca is not for everybody, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I, I do feel that if, every, if everybody in the world did do it, the world would be a much happier place. <laughs> right? Yeah, um, but, but I know for me, it it really, it really got me to see how I sabotage myself, mm. identify the victim mentality within me, um, identify all these external factors of how I'm sort of hating myself and allowing all this negative energy in because our, you know, our reality is a reflection of how we feel about ourselves, right? It's a mirror. So I, I literally, every day is school for me. I call it earth school. Mm -hmm. Like whatever's going on in reality is trying to teach me something. And I'm always, at this point in my life, I'm always willing to learn and grow and be taught and everything that I bring out, I reflect on it. And, you know, I just, I love to help people because, you know, I've, I've been in those deep, dark, nasty situations. And I think when we've been through that kind of thing, you know, because how empathic we are, we relate to it. You know, it's like like we wanna be able to influence you to not have to go through the same mistakes that we made. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever, whatever the mode is, whether it's trying yoga or meditation or breath work or doing a sound bath or trying psychedelics or, you know, just working out and being more in tune or listening to, listening to binaural beats or doing floating or whatever your, you know, modality is that clicks with you, you know, take that and go with it and use it because everybody has their own way and their own journey. And there are many options available nowadays
0: there are many options available. I 100% agree with you. And isn't it beautiful how, so this is how I understand ayahuasca. So it's like, you're drinking like the mother earth spirit or the grandmother you're drinking like the, and like whatever messages you get, whatever downloads that she gives you, it's to make you a better person to make this earth a better place. So I find that when people do ayahuasca, they kind of get out of this realm of like me, 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 but more of like, how could I serve the people and make the world a better, happier place? And I think that's what like psychedelics kind of bring you to they like open up your mind into this bigger picture of what you could be doing to make the world a better place.
1: Absolutely because it it opens up your your energy to to feel that we are all connected. There there is a collective unconsciousness that we are all connected into and essentially that is you know god consciousness. Yeah. So when you when you open yourself up to that uh, collective unconscious and you actually bring it into your conscious mind you realize hey everybody in the world is just a reflection we're all going through the same shit yeah. right just a different specific scenarios and, and 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 that makes you have an appreciation for this overall mission that we're on because let's face it the world is in peril right now mm-hmm. there's a lot of crazy shit going on but this needs to happen in order to purify the the human race as we raise to that age of aquarius fifth dimension level yes
0: and you know speaking of everybody like i feel like like the world isn't peril, I, but i also feel like people are waking up a little bit yeah. like they're becoming like you said more aware of the energies more aware of the chakra systems more aware of yeah. plant medicine and they i think that there's like some sort of like this like vibration is raising on the planet and oh, people yeah. are becoming more curious more than they ever have been like i think that they're starting to not relate psychedelics and heroin in the same thing cuz they're <laughs> totally different right exactly. like it's more of a medicine it's not like a drug
1: Right, and that's why, like, um, there are cities and states now that are starting to legalize mushrooms and BMT and, you know, all these natural things that grow on this earth that have proven health benefits, right? And, you know, people are waking up, but in the process of this waking up, Mm -hmm. see, as, as the vibration raises, it brings up all this dense energy out of the body, right? So before it gets better, we have to process and purge out all this darkness and all this shit. So that's what we're seeing right now is all this darkness coming up and out and, you know, people in power being exposed and, you know, all these people like sort of feeling like they're crazy. And we're all feeling it because in the collective unconscious, when it comes up, it gets spread out to everyone. So even if you've been doing, doing this work for a long time, you've got to stay on top of your game because it's getting more and more potent. But, you know, the really great thing is, like, like you say, there's more and more people speaking up right? Like people are calling out like the pharmaceutical companies and the government and all this political crap and all these ridiculous laws and rules that they're creating that are actually counterproductive for, you know, the, the highest and best good for human beings. It's more like there's one side where they're trying to instill this next level of control. And then there's the other side where it's like, well, no, you don't control us. We have, it's our body, our mind, we're allowed to do what we want. So kindly go fuck yourself. With love, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so I I've been seeing a lot more of like people standing up in their power, and it's really exciting. But you know, I really honestly like this is the year of revolution. There's a lot of things coming here that are being put into place. If you look at the collective level, and now this is getting a little more into the astrology aspect of you know of 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 uh, humanity. But if you look at like the coronavirus, for example, yeah. Right. This now there's so much misinformation out there about it. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous, but that's to spread panic and get people to be afraid, afraid to fly, afraid to travel, afraid to be around other people, right? Now, let's look at this for a minute. Um, I've been seeing, I've been looking at a lot of uh, statistics. There's a 2% fatality rate. That's lower than the flu, right? right? So people that are immunocompromised might have an issue with that, but otherwise, people are going to be all right if they're healthy. Right, so now more than ever, it's important to be balanced and healthy. Now, what they're also trying to do is implement an, a new adult schedule va- uh, uh, vaccine. And now they're saying that you know the coronavirus is going to sweep through America, and just you know conveniently enough, um, they're they're having a, a new coronavirus vaccine ready April 1st. They're saying, oh, so they're actually saying that you're not going to be able to fly without being vaccinated for that, right? And so vaccines have, you know, all these, you know, heavy metals and, you know, adjuvants and things that are neurotoxic and that basically create, you know, autoimmune issues, right? So they're creating more of a problem to and then creating a solution for the problem. But actually it's, that's what's really killing us. Now, of course, vaccines are like a really hot debate, right? But but you look at how the people in power are, are, are dealing with this and it's just like, misinformation next to misinformation next to like just turning a blind eye over here next to let's make some more money over here and before we know it we're gonna be in a position where you know we're gonna have to revolt and and i think that day is a lot sooner than we really think
0: yeah 100 percent, and i agree like the there's like a a revolution of like psychedelics kind of happening again, like it did before in the 60s and people are starting to figure it out and they're starting to look outside the box and they're starting to figure out their own self and their own power. And right. not wanting to be controlled by the negative ass TV that mm. is just trying to like, oh, like scare, like you said, scare the shit out of us. It's like Darth right. Vader and we're all like little stormtroopers who are just staying in line <laughs> because the big scary media says so. But like you said, it's like a 2%. It's just like the flu. It's just the way right. that they hype it up and they make us think that we need to put vaccines in our body and things like that. It's just it's a control it's like exactly yeah
1: and, and now on that's on the macro level but on the micro level we all have this same sort of um thing going on in our consciousness right we have this fear that is coming up and getting stronger at the same time we also have this love mm. that is sort of cracking open yes. but that love is going into the unknown mm. So it's like, we have to have the courage to step into that unknown and not allow this fear to to, to take over. Because if the fear does take over at this point, we're basically gonna stay there. Mm. Like 2020 is setting the stage for the next 30 years of our lives, all right? It's, this, is, this is the foundation of the next chapter of all our lives for this generation. Mm. And, um, you know, the, uh, we have in December, um, we have the Saturn-Jupiter, um, uh, conjunction that's happening at zero degrees of Aquarius. Uh, this is getting a little onto the more energetic side, but oh the, yeah,
0: let's go there. That, let's go astrology.
1: Okay, so that that happens every twenty years, right? Um, so the last time that conjunction happened was in uh, two thousand and one. Hmm. We all know what happened in two thousand and one, right? Oh, September eleventh.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, the one before that was nineteen eighty one when they discovered AIDS, Oof. right? And you can go back 20 years every time and see some kind of massive catalyst that changed humanity. Yeah. Right now, we're already seeing that right now with, because we have multiple aspects this year, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that already happened. We have uh, Jupiter and Pluto um, conjuncting three times throughout this next year. And then, and then of course, we have the Saturn and um, Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius that brings us into the Aquarius age which is at the end of the year, which is gonna be like the real dynamic shift into this new age. But from now till December, we're going through these massive, massive aspects that have not happened, some haven't happened in 2000 years. Okay, so uh, let's see, the, uh, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction didn't ha- hadn't happened since uh, 1517, when Martin Luther like uh, nailed the, the letter to, to, um, on the uh, Catholic, Priest, uh, uh, the Vatican door, um, starting the the uh, Protestant Church,
2: Whoa.
1: right? So there's spiritual warfare going on right now, and there are multiple levels. And in, in, in fact, um, the last time Uranus was in Taurus, which it's in Taurus now, was when Hitler was in power. Hmm. Okay, so we have a lot of really intense things going on at multiple levels that are showing. Hey, look, there's a there there are these massive things. It's it, there's there's like going to be a I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, a bit of a a genocide that they're trying to do because the world is overpopulated. There are some people in power that believe that, you know, we can't have this many people on this earth. Mm. Now, I personally think that's bullshit because we can create free power. You know, Tesla figured that out a hundred years ago.
2: Yeah,
1: Right. We, uh, you know, we, we, we can create like, you know, more healthy, sustainable ways of living. If the people that are in power are not in power because they're greedy and they want, the money and they want you know the one percenters they want to keep everything for themselves yeah so they want to wipe out you know like half the population and start over so we have to be the ones that get out there and stand up in our love for ourselves and love for our family and our children to make this you know to go into this fifth dimensional world you know a better place but we have to do the work to do it we have to step into action and that's just like what you and i are doing right now right we're stepping into this action and we're and we're taking charge of education and showing people how they can change and how it's possible and what to do yes. and by doing that, you know we're we're creating this ripple effect in the energy so that other people will say, "You know what, fuck that? Yeah, I can stand in my power, and whatever that means, that could be as simple as you know telling yourself you're going to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning every day and going for a run or or like, you know, stopping eating junk food or, you know, getting out of a toxic relationship. Any, it's the little things like that that make the biggest difference to love yourself. And coming from love in that place is how we change everyone, right? Because th- this kind of stuff that really makes a difference, it can't be seen. It's felt within us. And when, it, and when it's felt within us, that ripples to the consciousness of everyone else. Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: That yeah. what that reminds me of is like if you like be the change you want to see, right? Exactly. So it's like if you are in yourself and you're loving yourself, then that will radiate into your family and your friends, and then they will start to increase their vibration and love themselves even more, which will ripple ripple out into their family and friends like a virus, like a love virus.
1: <laughs> a love virus. A <laughs> character stare. <understand>. Yay. <laughs> right. So, but you know, you also have to consider this too. Um, cause I, cause I t- see, see this going on as well. Like, um, family and friends, like I know a, a friend of mine, his, his, both his parents have been like, he's doing better. He's growing. He's learning. He, he started his own family and his, his parents are like, pissed oh. like, oh, you've changed, you know, like you don't love us anymore. Like mm-hmm. your, your girlfriend is manipulating you like, and throwing all this toxic shit. Like, you know what? you have to let go of the attachments to the negativity whether it's your family friends uh, substances things ideas whatever it might be if it's not serving your highest good to if it's not a fuck yes it's it got to go yes right <laughs> and, and 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 that takes a lot of courage because especially if it's someone like you know your like your family like that's family mm. right but if they're bringing you down you can't allow them to bring you down so you have to have the courage to step in that self love be like i'm sorry This isn't right for me. I have to do what's best for me. I love you anyways, but, you know, let me know when you decide to transcend to the fifth dimension. Thank (laughs) you for calling.
0: Yeah. Thank you for calling. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of, um, like whenever you start to progress in life, sometimes your friends start to. Uh, like just throw shit at you. Like they want to bring you back down to their level. And it's like your yeah. vibration's raising and you kind of start to make them look bad. So then they start to become toxic. And that takes a really, it, it takes a lot of awareness. And I think a really strong person to kind of distance yourself from the, whatever they're trying to do to bring you back down to their vibration. Oh
2: yeah.
0: And and even sometimes it's your family and they don't want to see you do well because when you do well, it makes them look bad. And that yeah. it's a shitty thing, but I mean, it's it's kind of reality.
1: Yeah, and you know, the 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 more you climb that ladder, so to speak, like the less people you'll have around, sometimes you'll be lonely, you know, sometimes you'll wonder, Am I making the right decision? But that's all part of the process and you just have to reinforce that knowing and that knowledge of self. Be like, you know what, I know that I'm I'm doing better, I'm bringing more abundance into my life, like things are going well, so I'm I'm gonna be more, you know, my boundaries are gonna be more solid and it, it requires a lot of faith and a lot of trust in the self. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't trust their own judgments when this kind of stuff happens because of the attachment to it,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And you know, you see a lot of that in, in, in our relationships. You see these, these like people that just stay in this toxic freaking cycle. Mm-hmm. And then they, they go away and they come back, oh, I love you and I miss you so much. And they start fighting and they start cheating on each other and everything's like, Jersey Shore is a perfect example of that, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Yes, it totally is. And,
1: and and the more you numb yourself out to it, the more you distract yourself. And anything can be a distraction. Even fitness can be a distraction if you're not in the right headspace, right? Mm-hmm. You can train and train and train and work so hard and sacrifice everything else. And then all of a sudden you look back, you're like, oh my God, like what what did I just do? I messed up my relationship. Now I'm broke. Now like I'm not I'm not happy. Yeah. But so so and that requires consistent checking in, you know. To, to really feel, you have to feel what feels right. And sometimes what feels right is a scary thing or the thing that's really hard to have discipline about. And look, everybody fucks up too. Okay. Yeah. Like failure is our greatest teacher. Yeah. So I try to look at failure as just a challenge that is teaching me something. But sometimes that failure can be like, I fuck everything up. Yeah. What the hell am I doing? But as long as you're learning from it, like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. I remember I've been down this road before, so it's really important not to beat yourself up when you do that either,
2: mm.
1: right? Because it's easy to just get in your head like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Like, it's all my fault. Why, 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 why? Well, you know what? That's not helping anybody. So <laughs> get out done. of your head, <laughs> right? Like get out of your head and go like, go try something new and figure it out.
0: Yeah, 100%. You know, it just reminded me of like okay, so like relationships and fitness and being in things that are not serving us anymore and that is toxic. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a drug. Like it, it has yeah. the same thing as like an addiction. I've seen this with a couple of my friends and their like romantic relationships. Is like it's not working. It's toxic. There's fist fights. It gets really shitty. But then you know they break up and they're or they break up for a second and then they go for a drive and they come back and they go, it's all better. And then you get your little fix. You feel better for the night and you wake up in the morning and you get your other hit again of fighting and the bullshit. And it's like this whole thing is like a drug is really good in the moment when you're doing it, but there's a come down and you're going to want to do it again. And so it's like trying to break that cycle and fitness can get like that. Relationships can get like that food. Like it, it can be like that with anything. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And, 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 and that takes a lot of self love and courage to be able to, you know, step into that other side. So really I think it's, it comes down to, you know, changing your state, like, you know, Tony Robbins talks about changing your state, you know, having some kind of, some kind of thing that you can do to switch your mind off because your, your, your thoughts create things. Right. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: if your thoughts always on like, Oh, why is this like externally focused oh why is this person acting like this? They're being shady. They're doing this. They're doing that. You know what? Like, let it go. If it's meant to be, it's going to come back to you. But again, that requires trust. Hmm. So, and 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 with and with these, <laughs> with this year, with these aspects in astrology that are going to be going on, we're going to have massive, deep, intense opportunities to grow or be taught. All right. That's the way I like to look at it. In fact, the next big one is going to be coming later on uh, next month when um, uh, Jupiter uh, conjuncts Pluto. So Jupiter is like the greatest benefic energy. And, you know, and planets are just archetypes within our, within our consciousness, right? So if you think about them, like just like in India, like they have these demigods that are, that are essentially like different parts of our consciousness. So the planets, um, Jupiter is the, the, the most benefic. It, it, it brings us abundance. It brings us great things, but it also can be too much, mm. right? Like overindulgence, yeah. right? Which can be a bad thing. Pluto is the planet of like the phoenix rising from the ashes It's death and rebirth. It's all the deep, dark, and like sexual kind of stuff that we don't want to look at the stuff that's under the surface. Right? So with Jupiter, the biggest benefic shining a light on Pluto's energy, it's sort of like, okay, have you really learned your lesson? We're going to offer this massive opportunity, but if you're not in the right place, if you're not believing in yourself and if you're not, you know, doing what's right for you, you're going to get the opportunity, but is it going to be actually be beneficial for you? Because you could fuck it up and you can make things ten times worse, and be a huge learn lesson, right? So that's where we really have to take accountability, and we're going to have that opportunity. That's that's probably going to be like the most massive, um, like midterm final exam kind of energy, right? In Earth School, right? I love that. Yeah, I love it. So, so so at, and and since it's in Capricorn you know, um, the the Capricorn Cancer Axis is all about, you know, structure, like our emotional structure, and also the foundational structure of our life. Cancer, which is the opposite to that, which, you know, the nodes also are sort of play like a destiny role in that. So we're we're coming to an end of a massive cycle of learned lessons in May, when the nodes shift into Sagittarius and Gemini, Mm. right? So that's going to be more about teaching and having these like, um, like getting out there and expressing everything we learn through this new foundation that we set out into the world. So this is about, you know, cancer is emotional, right? It's empathic. It's about receiving. It's about wanting to take care of the people that you love and care about as well as yourself. So setting this new foundation, we've been breaking down these old paradigms of consciousness of thought, and we're establishing a new emotional Um, sort of scaffolding or structure in our consciousness for how we want to be in the world. Mm. Now is how we want to be in the world going to be beneficial to humanity? Aquarius age is all about, you know, the humanitarian. Mm. It's about healthy detachment. So all these energies are testing us to help us learn and grow on how to be, how to identify our purpose for humanity out in the world that also is beneficial for ourselves. That's financially, uh, you know, Um, you know, beneficial and abundant and creating good with healthy relationships. So with that, we, we really, 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 I cannot stress this enough. We have to be tuned into our own energy and how we're responding to the outside sources. And if we're focused on the outside, we're going to miss what's on the inside.
2: Yes.
1: So the only thing we really have control of is our own mind. And when, and when we have control of that, then we're going to be able to see the signs, and we're going to be able to learn and grow forward. If we are not, then we're going to be externally focused, and our mind is going to control us, and we're going to be a slave to our impulses of that instant gratification, mm. right? So, say something comes in, and you know you think it's the greatest thing ever, but something in your body is telling you, mm, "Wait, not, well, not yet." You know, don't pass go, but you want you want that dopamine hit, right? You're like, "Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to get a hundred thousand dollar bonus or something like that." right? Like, yeah, a huge opportunity. This is great, but you get it. And then there's this fine print that you missed. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're a slave to this thing for the next 10 years and you're actually not doing what you want to do. And you get depressed and, and, and it completely changes your life and you need to, you know, move somewhere you didn't want to move or, you know, whatever, like some, something along those lines, you want to make sure that it feels right. And the only way that you're going to be able to feel that is by knowing how to tune in when all these dopamine hits come. From the outside to be able to filter that through the prism of the process now say for let's let's take bodybuilding for example right say you know you're on you're on a ton of gear and you're doing like the super strict diet where you're under eating and over training all right you're gonna be in this fight or flight state and you're gonna be like super hyper focused on training and and that's it just training i just gotta train (laughs) right and you're looking good you're feeling good and then all of a sudden like a sponsor or somebody's like hey like i believe that you can make it to the olympia stage i think i can make you like You know, like a champion, let's mold you, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're in that state, you're like, yes, let's do it. I'll do whatever it takes. Wow. You know, then you get into it. And like you said, your sponsors like completely kind of destroyed your love and passion for the sport, Mm -hmm. right? So if that opportunity comes in, you know, are you really focused on on how you feel about the situation to be able to, you know, read these energies properly? Mm -hmm. So that's where it's going to be so, so important to be tuned in. And allow yourself to take the time and don't feed the impulses of the emotional triggers that come from, you know, external sources.
0: Yeah, I love that. So it almost sounds like you're talking about making a decision with your ego or with your heart. So ego-driven decisions, which is like looking at the external, getting the money, getting the big whatever it is that you think that you want. But really, it's actually... Going to eventually defeat you and like kill you on the inside because it's not really what you want. It's just what you think will look good to other people.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, like, so, like, you and I have already been through this experience you know, a couple times, right? But this year, the the energy is magnified like a hundredfold, mm. and it's setting the stage for the rest of our lives. So wow. it's so important. This year is basically the way I saw it. The the Saturn Pluto conjunction. If you if you picture a highway, right? The highway is a Saturn-Pluto conjunction. When Saturn went over Pluto, we basically jackhammered this fucking highway up, right? And underneath was all this shit, like an old highway that was like corroding from the inside out. It needed to be released. So it brought up all this stuff in the unconscious that we didn't even know was there. And now the Saturn is like a tractor beam pulling us forward to relay the foundation for this brand new highway, which is the brand new foundation in our consciousness and our life. So we need to step into this discomfort to purge and process all this energy so that we can stay at this higher vibration the best we can. And you're going to still have lows. That happens. But the highs are getting higher and the lows are getting higher too. Okay. So, so, you know, as that goes in, as you get more tuned in, right, this new foundation is being set. And then next year is when this new age really kicks off into this really like next dimension. Like we're all where there's a massive shift going on right now. And you can see it in the world is the people that are shifting to the five D, which is like love humanitarian base. Then there's the people that are staying in the three D, which is all fear based, the sheeple, the ones that are going to follow all this attempted control on everybody. Yes. And the, and the attempted control is getting stronger and stronger, right? They're trying to hold on to what they've had this last couple hundred years, mm. but no, that shit ain't going to fly. And I believe that enough people right now are waking up to all this fact. I mean, you hear like there's millions and millions of like children that are being born today, like with, you know, getting diabetes when they're five, six years old, right? Like wow. our food sources are terrible GMO. I mean, I go on and on for days, but, and, and that's another thing. Like, you know, what kind of food are you eating and putting in your body? Cause that has a vibration, right? GMOs, they don't have the same DNA as we do. So that's going to create issues in your intestines. So if you're eating super clean, but you're eating, you know, you know, process or like, you know, GMO foods, then do that for a couple of years. And you're going to end up with some kind of, you know, like, you know, some kind of problem with your gut.
2: Yeah.
1: And gut issues right now is on, it's way rampant. On the rise.
0: rampant. That's all I hear is gut no. issues. And, yeah. and what I've heard is that the gut is like our brain, like our second brain or our first brain, depending on how you look at it and our happy hormone, like serotonin, isn't like 90% of it produced in your gut?
1: Yes, it is.
0: So when people think yes. that they're like mentally depressed, maybe they really have to look at what's going on in their belly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Cause, cause when your gut gets inflamed, then, then it can't let the serotonin secrete. And there, there's an entire part of the central nervous system called the enteric nervous system that is dedicated to the gut. And also, if we're stuck in fight-or-flight mode, right, that shuts off blood flow to the gut. Yeah. So, then we, so then we can't digest food very well. And, and we need hydrochloric acid secretion in the stomach to break food down. You know the number one factor that reduces um, hydrochloric acid secretion in the stomach? No. Is the emotion of worry. <gasps> So when you're worried all the time, you're nervous, you're not producing hydrochloric acid, so you're not breaking food down, then it gets partially digested, then proteins get stuck in the small intestine, then it starts to grow, and, 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 and that's usually where candida starts to, uh, starts to grow, and then that throws the pH off, the pH starts to grow and imbalance, then you get inflamed, and then, you know, especially if you're getting ready for a show, then you binge after the show, and now you're just like, and then, and then that throws off your thyroid, your adrenals, and now you're stressed because you're fat, you feel like shit, you're depressed, and then the doctor wanted to put you on SSRIs. So now you're, you're messing with your serotonin even more. It's, it's just it's such a dysfunctional system that we have that is just creating more problems to create money, to create more problems, to create more money. It's, yeah. it's insane. So that like getting your gut tested, super important. Eating like good quality or I mean, even eating, even eating organic foods these days is, is borderline because you know, the soil quality. You know that we have all the world like there's like one-fifth of the nutrient content in the soil than there was 50 years ago mm. which is scary that's why like we need supplements but a lot of supplements out there are filled with fillers and crap and not getting good quality nutrients in there either so our bodies are dying or craving micronutrients mm. and the more stressed we are the more the body can not absorb them yes. so it's a compounding process from all over the place and if you don't take care of yourself mentally physiologically and spiritually then you're just you're sort of like it's you're you're a just a time bomb waiting to waiting to explode and if you can avoid it then you know hopefully we we can avoid that we don't want that
0: yeah we don't want that at all and back to the gut thing so i heard like inflammation, like a lot of autoimmune diseases actually stem from our gut because inflammation is like the leading cause of disease. And if 100%. our gut's inflamed, that goes into the rest of our body, our bloodstream, just like we would digest nutrients. Exactly. Um, and that goes and wreaks havoc. And then people get rheumatoid arthritis and they get these different sort of autoimmune diseases because they're not taking care of their gut health. Right. And, you have like what there is. You have something a course coming out, um, and and you're having people do a Viome test, or or yeah. what is what is that?
1: Yeah. So the Viome test is a is is at home test. You do uh, you <laughs> you have to scoop some of your poop into this thing, and 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 you send it in. But you know, it's, you know, you got to get into this kind of stuff. It's really important, right? Yeah. So you you send it in, and they analyze um, the bacteria in your poop to uh, to see what uh, bacteria is flourishing in your gut, and through that. It'll identify what parts of the gut processing is out of alignment and what mm-hmm. is in alignment. What foods you need to avoid and what foods that are going to be really good for you, based on um, the gut bacteria in your health. So you know all these all these diets out there that are like, oh, you should eat you know uh, chicken and tilapia and white rice and asparagus six days, you know, mm-hmm. six times a day. It's bullshit because those foods may not be you know synergistic with your gut bacteria. And also your gut bacteria is always evolving and growing and, and not changing because your emotions can actually shift your microbiome. So you have to get that done like every six months, but you want to make sure that, it, you know, you're always staying on top of what your gut needs because, you know, like you said, your, your immune system is also like uh, about 80% of, of your um, immune system, it comes from your gut as well. Right, mm-hmm. so you have a specific portion of your central nervous system and almost your entire immune system all linked in to the gut processing, and then it, it travels to the brain via the vagus nerve and through leptin and ghrelin. Mm. Right, so it's all this, these biochemical processes that speak to your brain. Literally, I remember. So, so I had a I had a parasite in, uh, infection in my gut. Right, and I I I uh, talked to a parasitologist, and he put me on an aromatherapy protocol to to get rid of them. Apparently, these combinations of aromatherapy um uh were the same vibration as the as, as the pathogenic bacteria ah. and when i consumed it the, it acted like a magnet the vibration acted like a magnet to to the gut bacteria and it flushed it out but what was really fascinating right so so um i did this one time when i was doing an ayahuasca ceremony yeah. so i you know i took it a, a step further and i wanted to see like if i could get any more knowledge or information about it it was, it was so cool so <laughs> I took it before I, I drank ayahuasca and I'm laying there and, you know, it's kicking in. I'm going through this process and I felt like I was in a video game. I could literally feel the, these, it was almost like, like I was shooting lasers at the thought forms in my brain that were the bacteria. So it was like, it was translating the information from the, from the gut bacteria into my brains, telling me the thoughts that these bacteria were saying to me in my brain. And I was observing this. It was so fascinating, which really made me appreciate the whole gut bacteria thing even more because it was all these self-limiting beliefs and all these like mm. like self-hatred, you know, things going on. So the gut really is so so important, and really when it when it affects the immune system, right? It it, it basically modifies the communication between interleukins. So interleukins are the, like the uh, the chemical messengers that. Talk to each other to tell, hey, do this. You need to you need to go out there and fix this, or you need to go uh, go out there and make this right. It it starts to miscommunicate. So when that happens, that's where autoimmunity comes in, right? Mm-hmm. That's where we get the, this inflammation. And now this communication, it's it's not saying how to break down foods properly, and especially if we're eating crap foods mm-hmm. or foods that aren't in alignment, you know, with our gut bacteria. It's even worse, and it and it perpetuates the situation. So really and then they pre- prescribe medication for for autoimmune issues and that just creates more issues because whenever you modify or try to take away a symptom it has a ripple effect and then creates more modifications in the rest of the body i mean it blows my mind how our sick care system creates these problems and but more and more people are realizing i've been on this medication for this many years it, it just made me worse it's not doing shit for me like let's try the natural route so it's funny how alternative therapies and alternative medicine is really the real medicine, yes. but, it's, it, but it's been put to the side, but it's really coming back now in a big way and sort of like, you know, I mean, if you look at, you know, ayahuasca, it was, it, it's been around for thousands of years, but it's now starting to, you know, show its face again because the world needs it. Like Me the world too. needs to understand that we are part of Pachamama, part of, part of this earth,
2: Pachamama. right?
1: And, yeah. and, and, and when you go through that experience, you feel it, you experience it. And you realize that, wow, we are all one and we are all part of the same, same game here, right? We came here to process and purge out all these you know, negative you know family history karmic lessons so that we can stand in our power and create this new world that is coming through. I believe that people that are alive right now came into this incarnation for a very specific reason to change the world because we are in a process right now of a massive shift in humanity. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of strength, you know, but just you and I sitting here right now talking about this, we're sending, you know, we're opening up our throat chakra and we're sending out that intention to the collective unconscious. And then people are going to listen to this and they're going to, and you know, different people are going to hear different parts of it and that's, what's going to resonate for them. But the great thing about talking about this kind of stuff is that whenever you're going through anything in particular, Right? Like you're gonna pick up different things. So you so you know, people could listen to this 10 times and get 10 different messages out of it. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that's what's just that's what's so important is really trusting your gut and trusting what you feel drawn to and going through it and taking action on that trust. It's a multi-tier process. Like you can't just pray and hope that everything's gonna be great. No. You pray, you 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 ask for the courage and the strength to move forward in your love. And in in your self-love based actions and then you take one step at a time and move through it and going through that action shifts your behavior patterns Mm. at the end of the day that's what we have to do we have to shift the behavior patterns Yes,
0: yes yes I'm actually so I do life coaching also other than the contest prep course and I'm noticing a lot of my clients are going through this right now and it's like first becoming aware of the chatter in your head. And then now that they're aware, they're like, I'm a fucking crazy person because there's this over here and I don't really want to go this way anymore, but I, hear, I, I have this and I don't know how to be this person yet. And so they're almost caught in the middle of all of this chatter. And yeah. it takes a lot of courage to like let go of this old story and to move into the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm no, and like I, I, Kyle Cease, he's actually somebody I just discovered on YouTube. I think he's freaking great. Yeah. He is a comedian. I don't know. Do you know who Kyle Cease is?
1: No, but I'll have to look him up now.
0: Yeah, he was a, he's a comedian, and now he's doing transformational comedy. But so delivering things like this, but in sort of a comedic way. Oh, that's um,
2: awesome.
0: And he talks about crying, and how crying is a shedding of the old story. It's yeah. like, let yourself cry that shit out, like a snake shedding its skin. It's like, you're crying, and, and it's like a grieving. You have to almost go through a grieving process and grieve yeah. that old story that you're letting go of and to, to move into the new one and you're sort of making space as you cry this out and it's just i'm really noticing this with and i've even gone through it myself like like there was a, a whole two years i was just like not in the gym not on social media i was just i didn't know who probably the, the saturn return midlife crisis didn't know what the fuck didn't know like <laughs> name, i didn't know what to eat i didn't know who to be it was just insane and it took me kind of getting spiritually connected again to gain this strength and this courage in myself. So I want to stand up and make the world a better place. And it's just like, it's just the energies are so crazy and I'm a cancer. So we were talking earlier about the cancer Capricorn thing. And I am just like, there's all this structure coming into my life Mm -hmm. with this feeling, but it's like this, this good feeling is driving my structure right now and it's creating change. And it's such a beautiful, Thing to watch people go through it's just it's like a blessing to watch
1: absolutely and it's it's uncomfortable but when you yeah. when you continue to get these confirmations that okay it's uncomfortable but I got this I'm going the right direction things are growing you just feel that opening up it's like an expansion of the energy it's like yeah okay yeah. this makes sense this feels right when you and when it feels right it is right
2: yeah
1: oh yeah
0: follow the good feeling that's like my number one advice for anybody is to just follow the good feeling, even if it's uncomfortable, but it's a good Mm. feeling for you. Like follow that because we're not here to feel bad. Like we're here to play. We're here to enjoy this life and this earth and we're not supposed to feel bad. We can feel uncomfortable. Of
2: course.
0: But we can, it's like going towards the good feeling. So I love how you said that. If it feels right, it's just right and just go for it.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. You know, And then once you get used to that discomfort, you know, it's almost becomes like your new level of nor- normalcy Yeah. because, yeah. you know, of course we all have our comfort zones, but like, especially going through something like a transit, like your Saturn return or your Uranus opposition um, or your Pluto square, which are some other ones, um, you know, these, they keep you uncomfortable. It's like, it's, it's, it's sort of like that fire just stays lit under your ass. You're like, okay, I can, I can, it's, it's okay. I got it now. But It's just going to keep going. Cause it's like, I see more in you than you see in yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're going to keep going. You're going to keep making it happen. And it's different for everyone. You know, I was a, I was a late bloomer, you know, like I, I didn't even start bodybuilding until I was 30 mm-hmm. and I didn't really start getting into this until I was like 34, 35. So, you know, um, some people start earlier. Some people start later. It's different for everyone. And I used to compare myself to people like I should be somewhere better than where I'm at. I should be here. I should be doing this. I should, I should, I should. And you keep shooting yourself. You're just, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. So don't—it's really important not to compare yourself to other people too. I think a lot of people get caught in that, um, you know, not just in the bodybuilding world, but you know, everywhere with business, with making money, with relationships. I mean, I'm I'm 41 now, and pretty much all my friends have kids and they're married or engaged or you know, and I'm still like, uh, huh, what, am I, what am I doing wrong here? I'm single. I am single for a reason, clearly, and you know, that's okay. Sometimes it's you know, it it hits a little hard, but. You know, like I, it just reinforces my trust in the process that, you know, okay. Like I, I'm, I'm having faith and I'm trusting and I'm just waiting for whatever is meant for me. Cause I'm a ma- I'm a magnet vibrating, you know, what's meant for me into my reality. Yeah. So, you know, going out there and trying to get it, trying to make things happen, not the best way to do it because mm-hmm. that keeps you externally focused.
0: Yes, it does. Right. Versus when it just comes to you. And when it comes to you, it'll be a vibrational match. So like you attract the energy that you are, right? So it's like, if we're all going through this process right now and we're attracting a bunch of bullshit, it's just going (laughs) to keep us in this vibration. Whereas if we go through and we take the time for ourselves and we raise our vibration to our standard where we're just like self-love, then Mm -hmm. we're going to like attract the same vibration.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, but that also requires letting go of the outcome. And that letting go of the outcome can be a little difficult, right? You want to – like you see – so it's like having the vision but being flexible in the approach because sometimes when we have the vision, we go, okay, tunnel vision, light's on, got to go, and I don't see anything on left or right. I'm just going. And that's kind of productive too, and that's that emotional rigidity. Mm -hmm. So learning how to be – especially like right now we're we're in Pisces season. Pisces is immutable energy. So there's a lot of shifting, a lot of moving – a lot of modification, if you will, going on. And while that shifting and modification is going on, we're preparing to go into cardinal energy when Aries season is, right? So Aries season is really the beginning of the year. That's the beginning of the, the astrological year. Mm. So when that, when that new energy comes in, that's gonna be when, okay, time to go. And we're gonna feel that. like It's like sort of the energy is all over the place and then zzz, yeah. boom. But it's not necessarily tunnel vision. It's we got the clarity that we mm. need to move forward right now there's not a whole lot of clarity and that's okay we, we have period of time where we have and that's why i love astrology because it helps me understand how the energy is hitting me mm-hmm. and how to and and how to guide myself through the processes I, I i have a lot of cardinal energy in in my chart so i'm like go let's start let's make it happen so when we're in this mutable kind of energy it's like oh man i gotta like slow down and balance out and chill and and then I really have to work, work on slowing myself down. So I, cause if I don't slow down, I might miss something. Mm. So we all, we, we all have that one area that's like difficult for us to do. But once it's like, once you strengthen up the weak link, then everything else starts to flow more efficiently. So you really, at least for me, I know I have to really stay focused on keeping my weakest link in my consciousness strong and stable. So that the rest of me can just flow as opposed to pushing, like taking my strong suits and pushing with my strong suits. That doesn't work for me. Some people it does, mm-hmm. right? But, but that, that's really why astrology is so efficient because it can show you, okay, like how do you, how do you navigate these processes and, 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 how, and what is the best way to, or best things to focus on? Why are you going through these things to gain the most optimal result?
0: Oh my God. Yeah. When you did, so you did my astrology reading and it was, I needed like a cigarette after it. It was, <laughs> I, I, there was, it was, uh, it, it, it became so clear to me, and it like all of this energy, these different things that I was feeling. I was like, Oh my god, finally, an answer for that! It, or it gave me like this courage and this excitement to move forward in what I'm doing because it's the right step for me. And yeah. I think you said something about me being like in the web of the con- and like connected to everybody. And like, I feel that so deeply all the time. And for you to just say that to me was so, um, like validating in a way. And so, I am a huge fan of astrology, and I feel like I attracted you into my life because. I was watching astrology stuff online like i would watch astrology with heather you did something with her Uh i watched wonder girl and because i find that there is some truth in the stars oh yeah there's this beautiful yeah it's just so great and i like anybody who's watching this if you need a little bit of guidance or you like are curious about astrology like his readings are the shit and they're so awesome so i just and thank you for mine because it was it, I, I've never really had one. So that was like my sure. first one. And I feel like at such a crucial time for me to like stand in my power and my authentic, authenticity and like do yeah. things like this, um, you really, really like helped me with that. So I just want to like, I don't know if I formally thanked you. I, I might have, but thank you again. That yeah,
1: no, I, I, I definitely appreciate it. You know, like it's 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 confirmation for me too, that I'm doing something right. And I'm it's the the more I do it, the more I, I just, I feel like I'm doing my part for humanity. That's how... That's how I, you know, give my gift back to the world from all the things that, you know, like I started learning astrology to find my own way through life. And because I learned the way I do, I guess I have, I've been told this quite a few times, I have a very unique um, approach and, and, uh, and, 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 and way that I deliver the information. And, you know, I like to be able to, you know, it's like no bullshit. Like, all right, here's what you're going through. Here's why. So do this. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. That's it. Right? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: How long ago did you discover astrology? Because you're really, like, fluent at it. And for people who are watching and you don't follow him on Instagram yet, there's a daily energy report that I look forward to every freaking day. Because I'm like, okay, what's going on today? So, it's <laughs> like, And that's, like, really cool. And so you're so, like, fluent in the astrology language. Like, how did you fall into that?
1: Um, well, I... I started studying it um, when I was going through some relationship issues with my ex Mm -hmm. and I wanted to understand, you know, why the relationship wasn't working out. I wanted to see how I could better myself to be a better boyfriend, a better significant other. And um, of course the relationship didn't last, but, but going through that process really got me deep into studying the archetypes of the different planets and different energies. And I studied a lot like for the first four years, like I, I started studying right around 2014, right around the time that I had this big awakening and everything. Right. Um, and for a while, I, I just did it for a hobby. Like I just, I, I, I just studied on my own. I, I bought books and I watched YouTube videos. And then, um, I met my, my now mentor, um, sun, soul astrology, her uh, name is Maruma too. And she created her own version of quantum astrology. She combined quantum physics with astrology. She goes way deeper than I do. It's on on some next level shit. She's amazing. Um, but in, in order to be able to comprehend what she's saying, you already have to kind of know a little bit about what's going on. But she really gave me the confidence, and understanding that I'm actually like I am a true channel and I should be doing this for a living. So she's the one that taught me about the YouTube thing and how to get on here um, on the social media platform and just be consistent with it. And, you know, honestly, for a long time, I was on here. And like, I wasn't getting any response. Like I just started doing it just cause I did it for myself to get over the fear and insecurity of being, you know, in front of everybody. Cause you know, like at first I'd pick apart all my, like I hated my voice and my nose is crooked and all these things that I just pick apart. Same thing with like bodybuilding, right? You pick yourself apart. Then I got to the and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to chuck it in the fucking bucket. I don't care. I'm just going to do, I'm going to tune into what I feel and get out there. Cause you know, I kind of thought I was like going to be, you know, taken as kind of crazy at first. You know, like intuiting all these energies. And then like one day, like I just sort of let go of any kind of like whatever, like it happens, it happens. And one day people just started whoop, 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 just like hit me up and like, oh, just like with everything else, as soon as you let go of trying to figure it out and you just do it and let it be what it is, boom, everything happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So um so really like I'll look at an astrology chart and then I just tune into what I feel from it. And I've learned how to tune in like so much to my own energy, that I just, I translate the communication, it's, it's, it's like learning a new language, and yeah. I translate communication from what I'm feeling out there, and that's really what everybody's feeling at the collectively unconscious level, so I've learned how to translate what everybody is feeling through myself feeling it, and put it into words that, so people are like, oh my god, that makes sense, that's why I feel what's going on, that's why this is going on, and it's, it's, it's really, like I always, deep down, I knew I was able to do that, but I had to work through a lot of fears and a lot of insecurities to, because I, I have Chiron in my first house. So everything I've done most of my life was based on my fear. But the, 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 the key of that archetype is to take that, take that per, perceived weakness and make it your power. Mm. So basically I've, i I took my weakness. I took my insecurity. I took my fear and I transmuted it into an empathic, vulnerable power that, now I share with everybody because, because I've been there, like I've, 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 talked to some people. I just have some seriously intense shit going on, but I've been in those interior sense, intense vibrations. And because I've been there, I can empathically connect with them. So I've had, I see how I've had to go through all of this mm. to understand, to be able to connect with people just like you, you know, and 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 that's where our power comes from our and, and that is essentially that pluto energy that is going to be coming up here throughout the year it's that deep scary vulnerability that we we are so terrified of like digging into but at the same time we know that that's where all of our connection and all our love really is
2: yes
0: oh, Woo. awesome Woo. Yeah. <sighs> yeah so where can the people find you and get a hold of you
1: all right. Well, um, you can go to my, uh, my Instagram at spiritual underscore bodybuilder. Um, if you want a reading from me right now, you can go to my DM and just message me there. Or my YouTube is also spiritual bodybuilder. So come check me out.
0: Okay. Uh, and when is your course launching?
1: Uh, third week of March is the, is the, is the prospective date. So watch out for that. It's going to be really exciting. And I, I have an ebook coming out too. So.
0: Oh my gosh. What is it about? Just health, balance, healthy eating?
1: It's, well, it's actually, it's, it's, it's fundamentally about um, the spiritual awakening process, how to navigate it. Mm. Um, It's, it's, it's short, it's quick. It's uh, telling my story of how I've gone through mine and basically uh, 25 learned lessons about how to navigate this process. I'm also working on a, a, a second book. That's more about nutrition and, you know, the energetic, emotional, spiritual, physiological sides of like how you should eat and why, and how it's all interconnected biochemically and through the fascia and whatnot. So that'll be coming out a little bit later.
0: Oh my gosh. Exciting stuff. And YouTube, what's your YouTube name?
1: Spiritual Bodybuilder.
0: Okay. So same thing everywhere. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Nam, thank you so much. This was absolutely incredible and energetic and uplifting. And thank you all so much for watching and for joining us on the light side today. Um, I will see you guys
2: on the next episode.
1: Thank you, Danny. I appreciate it.
2: Peace. Of course. (laughs) Uh <laughs>